Hey guys, my name is Sean Canugo. This is another episode of Dangerous Ideas, episode number 11. We made it. We are one episode away from the Meghan Markle, Prince Harry 12 episode $20 million deal, and at 12 episodes, we're going to get a deal from Spotify for 20 mil. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, in this podcast, what we do is we break down concepts and frameworks that will change your life, that will change your business, your career, and your life, and I'm really excited today. I'm really excited today. I, I thought I would bring on somebody that has, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him his flowers here, somebody that has changed the trajectory of my life, um, Kenny Buller. Wow, that's huge, man. That's, you don't even need many words to say that. And when you put it that way, I'm, I'm very honored, man. Thank well, you for having me here, man. And, and, and just as context, um, Kenny is my trainer. He is the guy that kicks my ass every <laughs> single week. Now, the reason why I needed Kenny to kick my ass is because my schedule is all over the place. I don't have a regular schedule like other people, okay? I don't wake up. I don't have a nine-to-five. I'm, I'm traveling. So I need that accountability because my, my schedule is nuts. I need somebody to send me the workouts. And I, I, I will tell you this. Um, basically, during 2020, I was – I think I was like 180 pounds. I did not enjoy looking at myself aesthetically – and I was like, Kenny, man, I need, I need some help. Within, within six months, we reduced to, we, re, we, we dropped 35 pounds, which is crazy. That was cool because during that time, I remember majority of our workouts were virtual. Like it yeah. was full on FaceTime, you in your basement in the process of it being renovated and a few tools on you, which was dumbbells, a few stretch bands. You were like, yo, Kenny, what else can I get? And the only reason, <laughs> by the way, was virtual is because, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Otherwise, that's why we couldn't meet. Oh. So since then, you know, we've been working together and man, it's been, it's been great. And, you know, part of the reason why I want to have you on is because you know, this is not only about a physical transformation, but, you know, this podcast is really about your mindset. And I feel like, you know, the conversations that we have, it's not just a physical transformation. It's, it's really working on your mindset every single day. And, you know, I, I thought what we would do is break down some of the con concepts and frameworks that I think we've been talking about a lot. You know, when we're, we're talking uh, during our training sessions and, and just breaking it down. So I'm going I'm to give you the first concept I'm gonna, and I'm going to get your thoughts on it, okay? This is the first concept that would break down. It's the idea that the most driven, most ambitious individuals don't have balance, that they are obsessed, they are maniacal about their particular craft. And unfortunately, the narrative that we always, you know, un it's just unfortunate that the greatest Performers, the greatest athletes, the greatest thinkers don't have balance. They are obsessed. What do you think of this idea? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I like to just throw back a question on that concept and just ask, well, for those that are absolutely obsessed over becoming a master at something, they need to ask themselves, what is balance? So, so your relationship with balance then mm. becomes you against that thing that you're doing your absolute best at working towards perfection at. And let's face it, you and me both know we're obsessed over the things that we're both individually involved in. You're, you're never going to reach perfection. So it's the pursuit of chasing it that becomes so obsessive in the first place. So when I, when I get asked questions regarding balances, yes, I mean, first things that, th that I think of are get your sleep in. Right. Right. Like for me, I know I need minimum eight hours. Yeah. If I'm not even going to get seven to six, 
I'm actually questioning the thought of rescheduling my morning because I know I'm not going to be able to show up at my 100%. That's me being honest as uh, someone's trainer or me being honest for my own training sessions. Yep. So sleep is important. Nutrition is important. Who you surround yourself with is important. But all of those things that I'm trying to quote unquote balance is helping me get better at the thing I'm obsessed about. Right. And for me, that's jujitsu. That's, you know, running the most successful martial arts gym in Canada. That's I'm in the pursuit of that. So I have to make sure I'm really honest with, okay, well, if there's this concept of balance, I have to be very aware of the variables involved with that, that I have to make sure like those KPIs have to be high. Right. And for me personally, I think this is everyone is sleep what you eat, like what you're putting in your body and who you're talking to. Those are the three things that you, like those are your untouchables. Right. You have to make sure that you're, you're on all those. But then when you're telling me that, oh, I need to make sure I'm balancing, um, like let's just say, uh, like, like going out and partying. Like this is for like younger people out there. I'm balancing like, you know, making sure that like I'm wearing the most fly clothes because I care about how I look. But at the same time, those are things that I'm trying to do alongside my goal to become the best martial artist. Well, now I'm balancing the wrong things. Right. Right. So you have to really question, like, what are the things that I look at as my non-negotiables and, and how much do they actually improve me on the pursuit of perfection? Well, let, let me ask you, you know, because you are not only a, you know, world-class trainer, but you also are a jiu-jitsu sort of expert you are an you're an athlete. You, you you go to competitions. You're winning medals. I see you, man. Um, you know, uh, you know, on top of the charts. In order to be unbelievable at your particular craft, you have to be locked in. And I remember you telling me this interesting story about your trainer, your jujitsu trainer, your jujitsu coach, who told you, bro, like you need to get off social media because it's impacting your performance you're 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 too romantic about the you know the the imagery or the 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 lifestyle of this sport instead of zoning in now i don't know if he was right or wrong but maybe that was his perception and his perception is that you weren't a hundred percent locked in like you weren't dedicated to being that killer but i don't know if that's true or not so so tell me if that was true, and maybe some of the things, how, how that kind of messed with your mind a little bit and say, hey, am I 100% locked into this? Am I obsessed about this? Yeah, no, definitely. There, there was some truth to what my coach said, and I wouldn't have taken it to heart so much to the point where I share it with you if it wasn't the case, right? Um, I feel like in those moments when you are still feeling like you're so involved with the thing you're trying to become the best at, you're caring too much about the result and not the process of getting better. And that was me. That was full so you on. Admit I'll that. admit. Yeah, I'll admit. Like there was more time I was spending caring about, oh, like, you know, I I I wanna make sure I win so I look like a winner. And everything was about, oh, I wanna hit that podium. Or I wanna I wanna right. do everything I can to to look like I'm this this professional jujitsu master, so to speak. But in reality, the way I was training. I emphasize that the way I was training, that that even the time I was spending training could have been better altered yeah. to get better, and that was just simply down to: Am I drilling? Am, am I actually? It's like 
if I could relate it to what, what is drilling? Drilling is like, picture the guy that says he's out on the court every day. He's playing with his boys. He's getting better. Right. Right. He's, he, he's just playing three on three, whatever it is. But he's not improving the micro, which is where are the holes in the game? Mm. Where are those moments where we actually need to drill one very small concept that is getting in the way of you actually winning? So that was me going back to the drawing board, looking at tape, actually speaking with my coach, doing private lessons and being like, where am I going wrong in this one little part of the game? And for those who do jujitsu out there, some of it was as simple as me being able to pass guard and not, um, you know, give any openings. I got to make sure I tighten up my underhook. Right. Okay, so what am I going to do? I'm going to drill that 100 times. Like, I'm going to stick around after practice when we usually roll and we're all practicing just like you know, which is essentially sparring afterwards, stick around and drill with one training partner. It's, it's the boring shit. Mm. It's the stuff that isn't Instagrammable. Right. It's, it's, it's all the things that when, as an athlete, and this is something my brother even has made me realize, like it's not fun. It's not sexy. Right. But that's what separates someone who actually ends up becoming a champion than another person that's just doing it for the clout. And I'm not saying that was my entire reason of why I was doing it, but I did care too much about how I was looking in the process. Right. And that's what and, really pissed off my coach. Interesting. And and I actually disagree with your coach. I think it's still, you know, you're in a business. And, you know, part of your, the reason why you have built a brand, the reason why you have been successful in your business is because you are a brand at the end of the day. And... To be honest with you, people want to see the BTS. They want to know the, you know, who is Kenny? How does he prepare? What is his struggles? What is his failures? You know, let me see him at the top. Like, I think it's helpful. And you're a brand at the end of the day. And if it doesn't take away from being a killer, then I say more power to you to do it. So it's funny you so, mentioned that. Yeah, listen, I call up your coach <laughs> yeah. and tell him to call me because, like, yeah, you guys I, have I, 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 I don't think he's right. That's awesome, and he could probably well, kick my ass. I'm not gonna lie to you, but there is something that has to do with this, though, man. Is like filtering and and having more awareness around what I choose to say or what I choose to post. So this is related because Breathy's actually helping me with this, where it's like just having more awareness to. Yeah. Whatever I post, your, 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 your girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Like whatever I post, what ripple effect could that possibly create? Or even what I say. So just having more awareness around, if I put this up there, is it inspiring others right. to do jujitsu? Or is it just me looking cool? And there's moments for that. Right. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's highlight reels. There's really exciting moments where you could showcase something you've done in competition. I still fuck with that. But at the same time, how much of it is balancing the act of there's me as the the athlete and the the inspiration I want to be for others, and then there's actually putting out content out there that's gonna actually have someone sit back and go, wait a second, with what Kenny just said or just shown, that makes me that much more interested in showing up to his dojo. Right. And, and that's what I'm really caring a lot about now is just being a little bit more strategic and hyper aware of what if, what what am I posting and why. Interesting. You know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this this topic. But uh, the, the, the next concept that I want to talk to you about is this idea of are you willing to suffer? Now, we've brought this up in other podcast episodes, but the reason why I wanted to bring up this concept with you and this question, are you willing to suffer, is that the, in your gym, you have this bike and 
this bike, I think it's called, it might be an assault bike. Yeah. But, but this thing is, it is a killer. I don't think any human on the planet wants to be on that bike. And it is the suffering king. It will kill you. I have been killed many times. And every time on, I'm on there, I dread it. I hate it. But every time I'm off of it, I'm like, damn, I'm going to conquer the world. <laughs> yeah. And there's this element of we, 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 we don't want to put ourselves through that pain. We don't want to put ourselves through that suffering. But the reality is that the greatest things in life, some of the greatest pleasures in life come after you go through that unbelievable pain, that suffering, and then you just have to embrace it. You have to look at that assault bike and be like, I, I, I'm going to hate it, but at the end of it, I'm going to feel 8,000 times better. Yeah. So what have, you know, tell me about um, this idea of pain and suffering because I, I believe what you do is you are literally in the business of putting people through pain and what you have seen come through the other side of it. And, 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 and that, because that's been a mental shift for me actually working with you to say there are so many times where I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go through it. But after, after it, I'm like, holy crap. By doing this thing that I suffered my ass off for, now I can do anything. It's like a, just a complete light switch. No, I, you know what? Like First and foremost, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it brought a lot of ideas in my head of how people can relate to this feeling. Um, I want to replace pain of me being in the business of expanding people's comfort zone. That was like one of the mm. first things I thought of when, when Brave MMA and Fitness was born, especially in the early stages when it was just one-on-one -on -one personal training, was it's, it's why so many people don't want to work with a trainer. And I actually want to debunk this. I want everyone to understand that you do not need to spend time on your own to quote-unquote prepare to work with a trainer, right? And it's for this reason because people think that a trainer is going to put them through the ringer. The idea is, is I'm going to monitor and see where exactly I can push you just a little bit more. And that's expanding your comfort zone. And it's the exact same feeling, Sean, is when we were all little kids, we were at a community rec center, and there was that like, just about maybe at least 10 feet up above sea level, that bungee board. You know what I'm talking about? Right. That one board where everyone wants to do it, but they're not too sure. Right. And then your brother or buddy goes, just do it. Just do it. Just go up there. And you go up there and you see like <laughs> you're scared shitless. You're like, right. oh, if I jump, I'm going to die. But then you're like, if, if I go back, I'm just, I'm just a little bitch. Right? <laughs> so you just decide to, to go for it. And when you do, it's the most satisfying feeling in the world. Back yeah. to your point is you do something out of your comfort zone and afterwards you feel like you can do anything. And that's so important, once again, for people to understand that if you're too cushioned, like if you, if you realize that you have, you're coddled, you have everything given to you, in my opinion, I feel like this, this does happen to a degree to a lot of um, first-generation Canadians, right, who have immigrant parents that have worked so damn hard to now, like, give them a life they deserve, and then they have certain, you know, requirements to see their kids succeed, but then you might just get too used to, like, you know, the fresh pancakes that get made for you in the morning, <laughs> and, like, you know, everything handed to you, you don't want a job because your parents are doing everything, that's bullshit, 
right? Like I look at that and I go, listen, like you, you're too comfortable. And that unfortunately creates a lot of issues in every aspect of your life. So when when I look at pain and suffering is yes, you need to feel it, but it doesn't need to be this zero to a hundred. Right, because as a personal trainer, that's not what I'm doing. I'm incrementally progressing you. Right. It's the same way why, like, you get sometimes, and we've been guilty of this, right? Where it's like, hey, you know what? 25 was easy. Slap a 45 on. It's like, hey, how about we add five pounds? Right. Right. So incremental progression is so, huge with that. So, so David Goggins has this thing where what he does in the morning is he he does the thing that he hates the most. <laughs> I love that. Which is he does this run, and he hates running. He absolutely hates running, but every single morning he gets up and he does it. And the reason why he does that in the morning is because the rest of his day is set up. And I, and I absolutely love that. Now, I don't practice that, but I, the reason why I don't practice that is because in the morning I already do something that I hate, which is my, uh, which is my son will come in, will come in, and he'll be like, "Daddy," uh, and it's like I'm like, "Ah, man, I wish I got another, you know, hour." Or he'll come in in the bed like he did last night at like three o'clock in the morning, and then you're like, "Ah," oh, and then you're, you know, it just, just disrupts your sleep. So, um, I wish I could do that David Goggins thing, which is wake up in the morning and do the thing that you hate the most. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think that. The first thing that comes to mind is, I mean, you got you to say, okay, if you hate it, why? And then what is it doing for you yeah. at the end of the day? Like, is, is it bettering you, right? I'll flip this. Okay. A lot of people, they go, oh, first thing in the morning, I need my morning coffee. It's like, oh, okay, why do you need it? What is the answer you hear the most, Sean, when someone says, I need my morning coffee if I don't right. have well, it? You know, they, 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 need, they need a pick, up, pick me up. Right? Yeah, they yeah. can't go through their day. Or they're miserable, right. or they're just they're just hardwired off this thing that gives them some sort of ammunition to do the things they do. But the thing that I'm going to argue, and this is someone who like I only drink coffee on vacations now, and this may not be everyone, but those with that mentality, you have to ask yourself, who's making you do these things in this day to day? And I get it when you're in your 30s, when you're in your 40s, you got a mortgage, you have kids, you can't just simply in one day like flip the script and do something else. But I. I, I very much, when I speak to 20-some-year-olds or even those that are going into college or are done, if you feel like you're taking something that you hate so much in the beginning of your day just to go th- like get through it, why are you doing it in the first place? And I'm a big believer. I love how Simon Sinek, he talks a lot about the why, but if you don't know why you're doing something, then you, 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 you're already, you've lost half the battle. Yeah. And you need to have a clear idea of like, I'm doing this because it's bettering me. It may it may not be good. Like, let's face it. I'm not going to have cookies and biscuits and eggnog every day. Well, it makes me feel good. That's why I'm having it. You have to have shit that sucks. But it's it's the result that is going to make you so empowered to keep going. 100%. And I have those moments in training. Some days, I'll be honest with you, man. I fucking hate going to train. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not every day, oh, I love jujitsu. Like, my body hurts. I'm sore. But you know what? On that day, I'm going to show up. And it's the same way you treat your, your, your body like a car in an F1 racing Grand Prix. Like you're, you're pushing pedal to the metal, but you need to make sure you get your oil changes in. So back to your point about like how my relationship is with hating doing something, there's going to be days you hate it more than ever. But if it's good for you, keep having it. And it's the same way when you, you're getting prescribed medication, you have to take it. Yeah. Right? If you're prescribed something that's going to better you, okay, take it. So, right? so I love that you flipped it. 
And uh, you know, we we've ch- chatted about David Goggins before. I yeah. think you I think you um did, did you tell me that there was like a quote that you or you you were playing David Goggins, you like listen to this. Oh was that Tim yeah, Bro? yeah. This was remember. when he actually had his haters. Oh um, yeah, what and did you say? This is what David Goggins did. We talked about this on a recent podcast on second floor. And it's where Goggins will take everything that all the negative comments about him on Instagram. He would rehearse saying them. So he reads them all out. And then he turns it into like a podcast, listens to it while he's running. Wow. And he just becomes so fueled by the hate. And I think the really interesting thing about that, because I didn't even share this on our pod, and I'll share this here, is that's what fucking motivates the guy. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. He's that- already realized what it is that makes him get up out of his bed. And it's when people are on his ass. Yeah. It's when people and, don't believe and, him. And of course, you know, for some people, that's not motivation, right? But, exactly. but, but for him, that's really cool that he, he makes a mixtape of people hating on him. Yeah. And then he runs to that. What's yours? And I should obviously know this, and, and I may already know the answer, but like, what makes you go on that assault pick? Or what makes you do something so profound that even it makes you realize like, oh, I only did that that big because... In the back of my head, that's what I was listening to. I'm also driven by um, this. There's this line, which is, you know, what will people say? You know, and, and that was sort of ingrained as a child, right? And then I, I actually wrote in my high school yearbook. This is what I wrote, which is the greatest pleasure in life is to do what people say you cannot do. And so when people tell me that they can't do something or I can't do something, to me. That that is my motivation to say ah, I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think you can do it. Like I'm like watch me. So to me that is such a great motivation, and um, I don't get as motivated by positive affirmations. Uh, the 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 but the people that say you cannot do it, I love that. Mm-hmm. It fuels me. That's crazy because I want to show them up, or I want to. Maybe it's like a venge. I don't know what it is. I just <laughs> like it's just for for me. That's what gets me going. That's cool. I like that. That's very much so, you know, it's funny. It's the exact opposite for me. Interesting. So for me, it was growing up, people would go to me and they'd be like, I want to Google you in five years. Or they'd be like, I want to see where you end up. They'd say or do things like it was positive reinforcement. But then over the years, I was like, okay, I got to do something. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, if I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to disappoint. Yep. That's where that came from. It's interesting how some of these things... Um, psychologically create the makeup totally. of who you are and how you show up. So, so give me a moment where somebody said something like, hey, yo, you're a rocket ship. I want to see where you end up. This was cool, actually. It was um, our capstone project in business school. So it was like our final, you know, course. We all had to, you know, present on a particular case. And then we all actually went out after. So we all had like a little bit of a lunch. And it was actually said by somebody, I'll never forget who this person was. He didn't talk to me much during the semester. He had his own group. I had my own group. It was one of those things where it's like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, cool. Like, it was very, like, short and sweet, cool. You recognize him. You see him in the hallways. Um, He was in the process of, like, building his own clothing brand. And that at that time, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying um, it's not as cool now. It's just a lot of people will just brand themselves, say they have a clothing brand now. It's, It's quite easy. But that time, even in uni, like... I respected the hustle when someone was already in the pursuit of creating something yep. while they were in school. So he was that guy. He was more quiet. He was a little bit like more reserved. He was in the process of doing it. And as I was leaving, so this was when I was like clearing the bill. 
And I was just about to leave. He goes, Kenny, man, come here for a sec. And I was like, yeah. He's like, just want to wish you well, man. He's like, to be real with you, like, I don't know if I'm going to see you again. He's like, you know, like, we're all going our separate paths. But he's like, I want to tell you something. And I was like, what? He's like, in five, ten years, he's like, I can't wait to look you up, man. Wow. He's like, he's like, I, either I'm going to come across you or I'm going to look you up. And he's like, I just want you to know that, like, whatever you end up doing, Godspeed, man. He's like, like, like go for it. Love that, man. And man like i remember like i had the biggest smile on my face right like that moment was more special than me getting my my uh, degree that's amazing you know because it's that's what the degree or whatever it is you're doing is for is moments like that 100 that actually stop you and realize that people are paying attention to how you show up 100 and that i just want to say is such an important lesson out of that is even the person that you would not expect the person that you just say hi bye to Someone you don't even have more than a five-minute conversation yep. with. They're fucking watching. 100%. You know? And then when they say something like that unwarranted, it makes you go to bed that night realizing like, all right, I got to show up. Like, this is what someone thinks about me where I wasn't even, um, I wasn't even knowing they even had an opinion in the first place. Yeah. That, that's absolutely happened to me. So, uh, recently, a couple months ago, somebody, we went for coffee. He really wanted to push for coffee. And he... We had a great conversation, and at the end, he said, "God is following." He's a he's a very religious person, which I didn't know. He he was very he he didn't come. He's like very I don't know. He just didn't come off as a very religious person. But at the end, it got very religious, and he was like, "God is following you." Like, do you mind if I just do a prayer for you, like right here? I'm dude. I was so shook. Wow. It was a it was a re, it was a spiritual it was a literally a spiritual experience that I will remember for the rest of my life, and that somebody that I don't know, you know, said all this stuff about you, and it, you, you remember it. So, and I want to give you your flowers because I say this about you. There, there's certain people that come in my life that I'm like this this. I'm just going to put stock, you know, I'm just going to take my money and I'm going to put it on certain people. And if I had, you know, $10 million, I would allocate at least $4 million. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm going to allocate it to some other people that I know too. (laughs) But no, because you, you are the total package, right? You, you are, you have the right mindset. You have, you are gifted with the gab. You are athletic. You you are good looking. You just have. You just you are just oozing with like you are a star. Thank you know you, what man. I mean? That means a lot. So like I always tell my old because I'm a generation older than you, right? And my boy Zishan uh, Fahad, I'm like, you know, we're always talking about the generation younger than us, like a whole generation younger, and we're like, who who are the guys? Like who are the guys that are like stepping up for their generation, man? Yeah. And I'm like, this Kenny guy, he is a rocket ship. Just Thanks, watch it. And it's been true, man. Just like, just just watching you grow. Like I'm, I'm just like that guy that had the company. Like I can't wait to see what you do in five to 10 to 15 years, Thanks, man. man. And you know, part of the reason why I love, you know, being around you and working with you is because you are, you are, you are, um, you are maniacal and you are a killer in your own particular craft. And it's amazing to be surrounded by those people. You know, part of the reason why we're in this studio is 
I had this idea of I wanted to be surrounded by people that will push me in a direction that I naturally that I that that's sort of new to me that and I I want to push myself. So I chose the five people around me that are killers in their particular space. In this particular realm is content. So we have Navin who's a who's a beast, Mo and Mazin, who I've been working with, filmmakers, they are literally world-class. Adam O'Brien, who's the CEO of Bitcoin Well, he is, like, his level of intellect and his ability to articulate and his conviction, like, he's another rocket ship. Um, RJ, uh, another guy. So these are five guys that I wanted to surround myself with in this world of content and literally put myself in the arena so that I can learn from them. So similarly from you, it's like I want to be put in an arena where from a physical standpoint, I can also be – now, I'm not there yet. You asked me, you, you join us at the Spartan Race. I'm like, okay, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but, you know, that – you know, surround yourself with the people that will make you the best that you can be. I love that, man. Wow. First and foremost, like, thank you for those kind words, man. That that really touched my heart. It means a lot. You know, it once again reminds me that I'm so blessed to, like, genuinely have friendships that come out of things that at first were off a professional basis, which is where I'm your coach and, and you're my student. But for us to, like, be able to admire one another on that level, like, that, that's huge for me, man. It's so important. You know, one yeah. of the biggest reasons why I stepped into the health field is to, to foster such like strong relationships yep. and to really help people, not just with their physical goals, but but mentally, spiritually, 100%. everything in between, right? And there's something you said, man, that I really want to touch base on. Two things actually is, let's go backwards, is you can't do anything by yourself. Like I love how you admitted that you're in this beautiful, like magnificent space with others. You know, you're partnering with other people that you believe are are also just giants in the content space where you're sharing the space and collaborating together. Yep. And I feel like that's the biggest thing. If anyone can get anything out of this video is look and see other people that you think you're competing with. Like you're like, ah, oh, this person's right. doing this. We got to do it. No, do it with them. Yeah. Not, 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 not without them, with them. Grab that coffee, connect with them. Give your, your secrets. Everyone wants to keep them. No, fuck that. Give it. Love it. Watch what you'll get back. And the next thing, man, is you and I talked about this briefly. And this is no smoke or shade to, like, my my closest friends because, like, I know they support me in great ways. But I just think a lot of times we expect our success to come just from our inner circle. We expect our friends to buy into our product or service. We expect our homies to, like, be the first ones in line to, to, to be a member to some degree in whatever we're doing. But at the same time, think about it. It's the people I mentioned who are supporting you from a distance. 100%. It's the people liking your Instagram pics. It's, it's the people that don't actually talk to you, but they're watching and they want to see where you go. So I feel like at the same time, a lot of times, like we, we, are, we're, we have the chance to inspire people that are essentially strangers that can become a part of our lives. So opening up the door to, to other people that are watching and being able to recognize they're watching and then give them the chance to see what we're offering, that's huge. Yeah, 100%. Because then that's even more inspiring when they're like, oh, so-and-so reached out to yep. me. And, and, you know, to the point around the friends, like, you know, it's funny because, you, you know, your friends will care. You know, you, your, your friends will support you, but they're not the ones that will 
they're not ultimately the ones that will, you know, buy your stuff or watch your stuff. Like it, it just, it doesn't happen right that. And everybody has their own interest at the end yeah. of the day, right? Exactly. You're not friends because they like your podcast. You're friends because, you know, they just support you and they love you at the end of the day. Um, so it's such a it's such a important point Like you will find people around you and you can you know, it's like, you know, part of part of the magic of what we do, which is part of it is around content and 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 working with others is that you have no idea who you're going to inspire at the end of the day. And um, I want to ask you something, if yeah. you don't mind, because you actually had someone have coffee with you and you're a very busy guy. Like, I'm yeah. sure you don't just have coffee with everybody. And I think this would be great to share because I actually, I genuinely love hearing uh, people's answer to this is what made you say yes to that guy? Like, what, what was the way, how did he present himself to you for you to be like, all right, man, you know what? This is when I'm free. Let's do this. Pick my brain. You know what? I, I am, I, I, I never like to say I'm busy. My schedule is really packed. Um, and I do try to prioritize as much as possible. I do try to, if somebody wants to connect with me, I do try to give them that time. And I will respond to every single person that will message me on LinkedIn or I, I try to respond to every single person, like 99% of the time. Because you never know, you never know what you're gonna get out of it. I'm. I'm the believer of like waste, which is like waste your time, waste your energy because you never know the opportunities, the possibilities and that th that might come out of it. This guy the he, he just his energy was different. Like he it's like we knew each other. He he was like he, he just had this like friendly um like jokey kind of demeanor to him and he just he just, yeah, he was just, he, he was just like, he had, he had this energy to him and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta see what this guy is all about. Yeah. And uh, we had this coffee and we had that, that experience. So yeah, not, I, you know, I, I do accept, I do accept more coffees than you think. Okay, Dude, your DMs high. are going to just light up after <laughs> this, man. <laughs> no, I, hey, listen, DM me. I'm happy. I'm happy to answer. Um, you know, we talked about something yesterday. There's another concept that I want to bring up. It's the idea that no one is coming. Meaning, no one is coming to tap you on the shoulder. No one is coming to hand you an opportunity. No one is coming to just open up a window of possibilities for you. You got to open it up yourself. Um, something that, actually I haven't announced it on the pod, but my special is dropping on August 15th on a whole bunch of different platforms, Amazon, uh, Apple TV+, um, whole bunch of other platforms. This special is something that I dreamed of. It was on my bucket list. It was on my list for years, since 2017. And every single year I would cross off my goals, that would remain, have a special on a streaming platform. Every year I would look at it. And so I didn't have an offer. Nobody, nobody gave me an offer for, uh, like when I decided to shoot it, I shot it with no offer. I shot it with no deal. I shot it with no understanding of how media, entertainment, Hollywood works. But I shot it with the belief and the conviction that I can make something out of this thing. And 
it took a year for us to sell it, for us to put it into to, in the hands of a distribution company, and now it's going to come out on August 15th. And I spent tens of thousands of dollars to put that thing together with nothing in hand. And it's this idea of you have to create your own opportunities. You have to create your own possibilities because no one is going to come. And so much, so many people wait for somebody to come and say, where's my shot? Where is my opportunity? It's not coming. You have to create it yourself. And, um, you know, I think that's what you have done with your career. You're like, I'm going to start this business. I don't want to drop, you know, new news, but you're, you're, you're going to be opening up your own gym. You're doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not waiting. You know who is one of the people that, that inspired me to do that? Who's that? It was you. Wow. Right? There was a conversation we had. I'm really glad you brought this up. And by the way, before I even get into it, man, huge fucking congratulations. Thank you, brother. Like, Thank think you. about you even in 2017 wishing and wanting every power to be able to say this right now. And you are able to say that you are going to have your own special on every huge platform in this digital age i appreciate like that, that that's beautiful man and and i knew that this was one of the things i'm sure you're gonna hear this from friends like this was expected just on the trajectory you're going and you got me out of that funk in one conversation we had and i'll share this uh spark notes i wanted to in the process of betting on myself run my own gym but i wanted to do it in a way where i felt like i'm doing it safe by partnering with another successful gym and franchising them, being under their name, right. growing their health and wellness portfolio by including MMA. So it sounds all cushiony, safe, secure. I'm going in with another company. And I remember like being excited telling you this. And you, you just, this is all you said. This was in the pursuit and process of Brave being in its infant phases where it just started to be um, grown through COVID and I was doing one-on-one training. You just looked at me and you're like, what's going to happen to Brave? And I just told you, oh man, like this was kind of like a pilot project. Like this is something bigger. And you just went to me and said, man, like I'm going to be very honest with you. I think it's a dumb idea. You're like, look at what you started. Look at the impact you're making on people like me. Who's to say in five, 10 years where Brave could be? Yeah. Where you're going to be able to franchise it. Where you're the one who has the brand. He's like, I don't know, man. You're, you're just like, it's your choice. <laughs> but I remember, man, that shook me. Because yeah. I was like, I, I had to go back to how excited I was in the, in the building process of Brave. And here I am now, man. I remember like your conversations was one of a few I had with other select mentors that made me realize that that wasn't a decision for me that I wasn't going to be the franchise guy. Yep. I wasn't going to be, let's just buy the subway of fitness. Let's call it a day. Yep. It's like, there's so much gold there and, and, and experiences I can get by building my own. And I thank you for that, man. Oh, I, I realized that throughout that journey, I'm so glad that now I'm ready for that next stage because I've had people like you that have bet on me, but at the same time, I needed to bet on myself. Yep. And while you said all that, People need to understand that, yes, you're going to not just put time. You're going to put thousands, ten thousands of dollars into your name. But if you personally, if you don't think it's going to be worth the millions, the billions, then you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Because the same way we invest in really exciting stocks like Apple, Microsoft, big names. Well, if you think you're going to be as big, why are you not putting that money in? 
Hundred percent. You know, so it's like I think a lot of people, me, I'm, I have to tell myself this lately. We're, I'll be honest, I'm I'm about to look into, um, you know, my 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 investment for my business. I'm about to look into okay, where am I going to look with my funds in terms of how I'm going to allocate this to start? You know, talking to banks, talking to investors, looking into my savings, and <laughs> once again. Preeti and I talked about this. It's so cool. She's wired this way, right? I said at first, I was like, yo, like, I can't believe, like, there might be, like, I might be putting in $100,000 into my business. And she says, yeah, what's the big deal? Because now it's like you realize, like, when you have someone that believes in you that much, but when you're thinking ahead, what's $100,000 compared to where you want to be financially? And that's where you really have to start understanding, like, okay, well, what am I doing skill-wise to make sure I'm worth that much? And, and that's where it kind of all comes together. Well, and, and you know, part of the reason why I I said that is because going back to the conversation is that, you know, just just w- watching you, witnessing your movements, you know, seeing what you're building with the brand, like you don't need anybody else, yeah. right? You are building something really special here that is obviously surrounded by you and 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 your your talents and your personality and the fact that you care. Like I honestly, so so to me, it was like, man, you're you're you would give up your biggest equity, and you can see it already. Like there are companies that are already coming to you, like, hey, Kenny, can you like help me promote this and that? Like, so I don't want to I don't want to call out other people, but like, you know, th- even like. Even like doing shady things like, hey, can you say that you work here or can you (laughs) you misrepresent yourself, right? Yeah, That is a indication, a signal that, damn, if I keep betting on myself, other people will want to put bets on me Mm. and and have – you know, my – you know, your brand and your halo on on top of them and – you know, I, I think what you're building is is incredible. And I, I've had the same realization for myself and I've seen it over the last year is that if I continue to bet on myself and build up um, myself, <laughs> the, pe- people are just, it's a magnet. Man, it's like going Super Saiyan. That's what it is, man. Yeah. Like people think it stops at Super Saiyan One. Like you're like Super Saiyan Four right now, bro. Like, like if you if you looked at this, sorry, and- what, what what is that? What is Super Saiyan? <laughs> what is that? Navin might respect this reference, but this what is, is like okay, Dragon yeah. Ball Z. Man. Okay, okay. This is like the 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 epitome of evolution in terms of bettering yourself. Yeah. But in Dragon Ball Z, they showcase it in a way where your hair gets longer and everything goes gold. Okay, got it. But like, man, for you, everything's getting gold. Your hair <laughs> might not be getting longer, but we're dripping in yeah, gold right now, got man. It. Okay. But but like, I think that's the thing. It's so simple to say, like, level up. Everyone says level up. Well, how are you? How are you leveling up? Yeah. Right? And it, it's not, oh, I'm working out more. I'm this more. I'm that more. It's like, I'm just still showing up for myself. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that's the most important thing that matters. Because how can you show up for your kids? How can you show up for your wife if you're not doing it for yourself? And that's why, man, I respect so much of like that time where you're just sitting down and thinking. Now, I wonder when it is for you because we are on the go a lot. I'm very curious yep. about this. You know, I realized for me lately, it's when I'm done my jujitsu practice. Mm. I lay down. I look up at the top. I get one or two training partners that ask me, dude, you okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm fine. It looks like I'm injured. Like I'm laying there dead, right? Yep. But I'm just, I'm thinking. My th- yeah. I'm let my thoughts go free. That's awesome. Sometimes I'm even like thinking about nothing. But it's such a like blissful moment. 
And I think a lot of people need to understand that it isn't all the time about backing up your calendar back to back. Like it's so important to have those moments and times to just sit and truly like reflect and do nothing. 100%. I, I, I think thinking is one of the most dangerous things that you can do, dangerous in a good way, which is like when you have time to think and you have clarity, like that's when you come up with your most creative ideas. That's when you create, um, you know, opportunities for, for yourself. You know, for me, those times, you know, I really try to make it um, set in stone when I do that. Like, for example, I know I have a three-hour three hour drive tonight um, in Cal- to Calgary. So I know that I'm going to spend the majority of that time thinking. I have a number, number of projects that I need to think creatively about that I need to, like, get back to them by the end of this week. So I'm like, okay, I need to this time to creatively think. So that's a great time. I know when I get on a plane, I do work, but there are some times where you have to put your laptop away and you're like, you know, when, you board, when, you're, when you're, you're ascending or you're descending, that those 30 minutes where like, okay, I'm just going to sit, sit here and think. That's it. Just sit here, look out the window and just think. I like that. Do you go, do you go no music in the car when you think? Yeah, yeah. No music, nothing. Turn it off. No podcast, yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's clear. Because you got to be clear. Because I, I'm, a, I'm addicted, and I will say this with peace, I just love information, I love news, I love knowing what's happening, what's current, what's popping, technology, you know, business, culture, like I'm a savant. Like, I, I live under a rock right now when it comes to this, <laughs> no, to be honest, yeah. like I, I'm still That's thinking good. to this day, like where can I start seeking some new information out? Um, wh- where do you suggest we can look, where, where's a website? that you look at often to find some of this information. One you know your- what? I, I'm, I'm just like a, like I said, like I'm a psychopath when it comes to this. So like I, I love, I love Twitter. I love podcasts. I love, um, you know, I, I go to like morning brew CNN. I go to, I go to every site, man. I'm, 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 I'm all over the place. So Watch. it's, it's a, to, to me though, it's about, Having a broad perspective, so getting an understanding of technology, economics, science, sports, media, culture. Like I want to be, I love seeing what's happening across all these different domains. That's how I'm able to connect with folks because I, you know, you just have a broad understanding of what's happening around the world and then you put those things together. Obviously, like when I do keynotes and stuff, it helps, but just like in general. And also, I'm just like passionate and interested about it. But but actually, this actually brings up to my last piece. You know, at the end of the show, we, we we, we just started this where we just talk about some like sort of hot topics, news, news events that are happening in the world. Um, on this topic of like where you get your news from, have you tried out Instagram threads yet? You know what? It's it's on the agenda. I've gotten it's told by some agenda. clients. Yeah, you just press a button, but yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I'm uh, so this is what's funny. I've downloaded it, but I ha- I keep telling myself I'm gonna find 30 minutes of undedicated time to start it up and try it. I heard it's definitely the next Twitter. It's fantastic as far as um, being able to be more authentic. Yeah, based off of it being connected to your Instagram. I thought this was neat with the little research I did. Um, someone on TikTok on my algorithm, you know, they were talking about it because they realized how much it's getting brought up. They were saying how even though it's so similar to Twitter, the fact that it's connected to your Instagram is is forcing people to just be a little bit more real yep. with what they choose to say right. in the threads. And of course, I'm sure you're, you're aware of this too, the fact that it's new, it's noteworthy, it's something that can really do a 
damn good job for bringing you more attention to your business or your ideas. So it it's something I should look into. But maybe you could speak on like how worth it it is to go on there. Well, you, you, you bring up a really interesting point. And I, I, I believe the reason why Instagram threads is a, a little bit happier, a little bit more positive than Twitter is, is because with Instagram, the majority of people that are on Instagram are using their real government name. And on Twitter, it's the opposite. It's a little bit more anonymous. And the reality is, is that you're less likely to talk shit with your real government name and you become more of a, a, you know, I guess they say, you know, Twitter fingers turn to to trigger fingers or whatever. Um, That's the Drake line. Like when you're behind a screen, behind a keyboard, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Like, (laughs) you know, you, 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 you don't care at all. And I think by using your real government name, you are, you're being more, you, you, you're less likely to get into fights, right? Like, are you going to get into fight with somebody that has your passport? Facebook has your passport. They have your government mm, name. Are you, are you going to, are you going to get in a fight with somebody that has your passport? No, you're not. You're going to, you're going to be kind. So that's why I think. Um, Insta or Threads has become a little bit more positive. Obviously, obviously you'll, you'll check it out when you're there. Um, I don't understand the use case yet. Like, what is the what is the game changing use case? Like, every single social media platform gave us an unbelievable use case. So, Facebook gave us a use case of connections uh, with your friends. Twitter gave us the uh, the use case of like saying what's on your mind and and now really news instagram gave us the use case of pictures and and filters tiktok gave us a use case of like basically wasting your time and and you know creating these fun videos uh so there's always been a use case the threads use case i don't i don't know it's not a unique use use case because it is the same use case as twitter it's pretty brilliant you you look at it that way and i think it excitingly allows people to see how even though there isn't a direct use case that's different from Twitter, it's the way it's penetrating into the market at a time where it's not a first adopter, but it's a replacement strategy. And that's what some of these online strategists are calling it. Look at the state of Twitter right now. If you look at the past year, it's been under some interesting turmoil. Um, I think it was, forgive me, this is a false stat, but like at least 60% of Twitter staff got laid off. And, yeah, you know, not. their new CEO, Elon, was very much so on the premise of, we don't need that many people. Yeah. And then at the same time, there's been other things unfolding to the point where it's like health status is, is, is like a D minus. Like, it's yeah. kind of at a point where it's like, you know, like, we don't know where this plane's going to land. Yeah. So Zuckerberg, smartly enough, just decided to go, you know what? Let's just create the same thing. Like, like let, let, let's replicate this, but let's just attach it to Instagram. Yeah. And now, well, let's, let's see what happens. I, I think Twitter's health stat is probably better now because really? um, I don't think they needed that many people. And I think what Zuckerberg proved is that with like 20 people, they were able to recreate basically Twitter with very less, you know, with less people. So Elon was actually right. You're like, well, what's all these people doing here? Yeah. Um, and so I think in a sense, he actually made that business stronger by reducing the headcount and... Um, increasing the monetization with the whole blue checkmark thing. I think it... I guess that there's a point I could make about this, though. Sorry to cut you off. It's just... Because I thought this from my industry. You know how many times I thought, I don't think it's a good idea to even open a martial arts gym because there's so many in Edmonton. Yeah. I thought that. So Is I want there? people... 
There's lots. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're like to the point, man, where like every corner I'm looking for a new location, there's a Taekwondo dojo in it. Oh, is so it's crazy. Oh, okay, like okay. it's, it's becoming like the new Starbucks. It's like where, a donair shop. Yes, exactly. Which in my opinion, based off my mission is a good thing. Um, but I digress. The thing is with this situation, people got to understand that even the biggest companies in the world right now are competing with one another so much to the point where they're replicating the same thing. So now there should be no excuse if you have something that's so similar to another person's. Because I've had that happen, man. I remember even talking to my barber once upon a time in St. Albert. I was like, yo, man, I got to ask you a question. You guys opened up right beside another barber shop. <laughs> and you know, what, you know what he said? He goes, bro, but they don't do fades the way I do fades. <laughs> and I was like, yo, yeah. man, like that was bars. Because at the end of the day, how you're making it or how you're showing your product, again, there's a brand around that. Yeah, so people are just going to be brand loyal to you. 100%. Right? So I think the cool thing about that, especially with where tech's going right now is, and I'm struggling with it, man, to be honest. I really am. Is, yeah, am I, am I joining this because it's trendy and it could make, like, my, my level of influence higher in terms of what I'm doing? Or, you know, am I doing it because, like, I want to. Yeah. I like this app. Well, you know, I think, I think for me it's always, like, I want to always get on a new platform because I want to know what's happening. And I just, I, I'm just hungry and curious about what people are doing and, and how people are using things. What's interesting about any new social media platform, it's like conquering new land. It's like going to a new world a new universe that you can go off and create new status because the reality is is that with most social media platforms the status is already set you know instagram it's like i can't grow that much or like tiktok but people are always chasing new status so when they see a new social media platform they're like here's a new place that i can set up land and build up my status and my elitism that's how social media works we and that's tiktok was actually really great at that it was that they promoted um influencers uh, strategically at the beginning and they gave them a whole bunch of clout so other people can look and say, hey, Charlie D'Amelio, she's doing it there. Maybe I can make it there too. Mm. Same thing with Threads. There's, It's a new platform, a new universe. People are like, I can build up my status. I, I, I miss the Facebook boat. I miss the TikTok boat. I miss the blah, blah, blah but boat. I can make, maybe make it here. That's what happens. I, I miss when people like, like, talk to strangers more in person yeah like in a way where like just simply like just if someone was struggling to be like hey is everything okay yeah you know i feel like that's a world that i i would i would hope we don't completely escape from you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. exciting. I love the way you put it, where there's so many different apps out there, but I just really hope it doesn't go one step closer removed from the a person right in front of us. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, I think the superhero skill of the future is the ability to make intimate, deep relationships with others. So Big time. But listen, um, uh, Kenny, man, I, I really appreciate you having on the pod. Um, this was an incredible, incredible conversation. I like that. Um, and the beautiful thing about you is that you are so good on camera. You are so articulate. And I don't know if it's just the podcast producer, or like obviously we have a podcast producer, Neve. Shout out to Neve uh, on, on the on the on the Roland. Um, 
damn, you you produce a lot of clips. Most <laughs> clips per second, but this guy is going to come in hot. So I listen, I really appreciate you coming out. Dangerous ideas, uh, concepts and frameworks that will change your life. You can follow this on on every single platform. YouTube is probably the number, number one place. Thank you for coming on, brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. It means a lot, Thank man. You, man. Congrats again on all your success, Thank bro. You, it's awesome. Brad, we're back at it 2 p.m. for our workout yeah. today. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro.